As we wrap up the week, we're bringing you one of the many positive messages from our past interviews. Each Thursday, we're sharing stories of our most watched athletes, celebrities, and leaders. We hope these problem-solving narratives inspire you to tackle obstacles in your own life. Shaquille O'Neal. You were raised, um, you know, in addition to your grandmother's involvement in your life by your mom and your late uh, yes. stepdad, who I know you love dearly and I'm going to ask you about in a moment. Um, your biological father was not part of your life. Why was there no interest on your end in, you know, having a relationship with him? Because, you know, the term stepfather, I don't really use. I use father. Uh, he's the guy who made me who I am. I'm in a big old house because of that man. I'm, I'm still relevant five years after playing because of that man. I'm responsible because of that man. So I thought it would be disrespectful to meet another man, you know, especially then. Uh, you know, he, he passed away a couple years. Uh, you know, if the time presents itself, I may say hello or say thank you. But, uh, you know, a lot of people think I have hard feelings. I don't. Uh, sometimes I don't even think about it because, you know, the guy that that made me who I am today, I owe everything to him and him only. Growing up in a military household, you have to be big on respect, and I respect him. I respect a man that walks into a city hall, meets a lady. The lady has a son. He says, so what? He takes the lady and his son in and brings in his two daughters, and they have a family and they raise a family. I respect a man that says, you know what, I got three kids, this army job's not paying enough, let me go do some side jobs to get some money. I respect a guy that says, you know what, I got to get my family out of Newark, the drugs are bad, guys are starting to shoot and kill, let's move to Georgia, let's get a house, let's get a land. I respect a guy that says, you know what, let's go to Germany. I respect a guy that says, after Germany, let's go to Texas. And then, you know, I respect a guy that, that works hard from check to check and will do whatever it takes. I see my father borrow money to get my brothers and sisters Christmas presents. Best present he got me was an autographed Dr. J ball. Dr. J was my man. And, you know, me and my father had a good enough relationship to where if the money was tight, he pulled me to the side and be like, big man, I'm going to take care of your sisters. I'm going to get them the Barbies and the Barbies houses they want. I'm coming up short. I'll get you next time. And it was like, cool. You know, as long as they were happy, I'm cool. So. One morning, everybody's out opening presents, and I thought I wasn't getting a present, and he opens the door, let's go play some ball. Boom, and it was the Dr. J ball. And then uh, a couple weeks after that, keep in mind, I'm still, still a troublemaker, still a juvenile delinquent. A couple weeks after that, he gets some Nick tickets. Not good tickets, we're up top. Dr. J goes baseline, throws it down, crowd goes crazy. That's when I said, okay, that's what I want to do. I'm a change man. From that day on, no more juvenile delinquent, tried better in school, stayed out of trouble. They never had a problem out of me after that day. What was it about that day? Because, like, like, I knew I wanted to be a rapper, I knew I wanted to be this, and I wanted to be that, but when Dr. J went baseline and the crowd went crazy, it was like, I want that. I want people to scream my name. That's what I want. So from that day on, I came and I practiced every day. Still wasn't any good. Practice, practice, practice. And that's also when I learned how to take criticism and turn it into motivation juice. Like, instead of playing with the kids, I used to play with the men because I was their size. And they always used to say, you're terrible. You stink. You're never getting drafted. You're 13, you're 6'8", you can't dunk. 
sit on the side. And then one day, my father comes in, he, he runs in. <laughs> it's a college coach, I don't know who he is. Dale Brown, LSU, he's gonna be up there talking. And you know, my father's big on scholarships because he wouldn't be able to afford to pay for any of us to go to school. He would just go, maybe he'll see you, maybe get a scholarship. Like, I don't wanna go. Get your ass up, let's go. So Dale Brown's talking and I'm way in the back. Way in the back, because you know, everybody, like, you know, when you get up there, you see all the best players on, on the base in the gym, and they're all, they're sitting there showing off. I'm like, nah, I can't go up there with those guys. So I'm sitting in the back. So Dale's talking. I'm not listening. I have no idea what he says. So after the gym starts to fade out, I go up to him, and I'm just like, sir, uh, can you help me out on strengthening my lower extremities? <laughs> That's see, what he said. <laughs> I knew that word because prior to that, I was on punishment. And whenever I got on punishment, my father made me stand on the wall like this and read a dictionary. So I come upon the word extremities. So I hit Coach Brown with, yeah, can you help me to strengthen my lower extremities? And he looked, yeah, how long you been in the Army, soldier? I said, I'm not in the Army, I'm 13. He looked like he was in the Middle East and he was out there camping and he put a stake in the ground and he had the biggest oil eruption in, <laughs> in history. What? He says, I'm only 13. So he kind of grabs me like, like it's a secret. Where's your father? It's like he's in the sauna. So he busts in the sauna and, and they talk to my father. And after that, never saw him again, but he wrote me every week, every week. And if email was, was out, I'd probably be getting an email every day like I am today. But he wrote me every day. Uh, speeches, game footage, this and that. And one letter said, even if you become a basketball player or not, I'm gonna give you a scholarship. Because I used to write them back like, hey man, I did everything you said. I tried out for the team. They still said I'm a bum. I didn't make it, I wanna give up. And he'd never give up and he sent me speeches by Dr. Martin Luther King. But then by following his advice, I'm starting to come around now. Starting to come around now. So by the time I get to San Antonio my junior year, I'm a monster. Everybody in the country wants me now. And now I see the light. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week and every week sharing full-length, long-form interviews on Mondays and shorter, uplifting stories on Thursdays. We'd love to hear from you with ratings and reviews. Also, do you prefer the longer podcast episodes or the Thursday shorts? Excited to get your take, and thanks again for listening.